Hello, I'm Peter Kafka, and you're listening to Recode Media, a podcast where I sit down with the most interesting people in media and technology to understand what happens when those two things collide. Gary Vaynerchuk, professional salesperson. We yes. have a limited time. Tell yes. people who you are. I'm an entrepreneur, grew up in the wine retail business, took it online in 1996, very early e-commerce site, did really well in that world, did it by marketing differently, email marketing, believe it or not, guys, was a new thing in 1997, 98, when I had 90% open rates, went on to become an early YouTube user, Uh, that changed my career, made me excited about becoming an investor, which I came out the gate investing in Twitter, Facebook, and, and Tumblr after watching YouTube sell to Google for almost $2 billion when nobody knew what YouTube was when I started on it. That made me realize that I was ahead of the curve. I built this big wine business, you know, from three to $60 million in business, then YouTube and all that, and then I started investing. Made me uh, realize I had something around consumer behavior and marketing in my uh, early, mid-30s. That uh, made me decide to build one of the uh, agencies that is now uh, dominating in the space, which I like using the word dominating, uh, VaynerMedia, last seven years. Do we years. say crushing it anymore? Or is that, is I that like saying crushing it. No, I like saying crushing it. I like to use it for effect for all the old timers. I did write a book called Crush It that uh, put me on the kind of map a little bit in a lot of ways. It was a hefty New York Times bestseller. And speaking, books, uh, running a 600-person agency, investing, uh, entrepreneur through and through, you know? We don't have a lot of time. We can spend 20 minutes on you growing up in New Jersey as an immigrant let's and figuring not. out the wine business. We they can, can figure Google out that. how you got into the wine business. Let's not do um, that. Let's not do any of those things. Let's go to present tense. Yes. State Here's of the, the fundamental Gary Vee question I have. Yes. We were talking about this on Facebook Live. I want to come back here. It is confusing to me how you can have a day job, which you have, running VaynerMedia, right? Yep. You said you charge $50,000 retainer? Yeah, I mean, those are the apps. Full-time job. Running running a company is a full-time job. Five offices, 650 employees. Jack Dorsey says he can run two publicly traded companies. I'm very skeptical about that. It seems like one is difficult, but then your other full-time job, it seems like, is coming and talking to people like me. Yes. And we talked on stage in Charleston. You're awesome at it. You're really good at it. You document everything. You have this entire social media following. Yes. It seems like you have too many jobs. Okay. You should do one or both. You can't do both of those things. Right. What am I missing? Well, I think results. You know, I think, you know... One of the great things about VaynerMedia is it's a private company with zero funding, so it actually has to pay for itself. So one cool thing is I'm pulling it off, right? Like I always. But there, I, you don't have a guy who's actually doing all the things for you at VaynerMedia, and, like, your, and your real job is doing stuff like this. No, and I do believe most people think that. You know, yeah. I think actually, you know, I think I got a lot of credit. I don't know if you saw this, but my brother AJ recently left VaynerMedia. Wrote a really kind of touching piece on Medium. He has Crohn's disease, and he left. And a lot of my homies, a lot of the names and uh, that go to the Recode conference that I've grew up with in this tech world, were like, "Wait a minute, AJ runs the business." And I was laughing. I was like, "You think AJ runs the business?" And AJ, of course, was my right hand in the CEO and does a lot of things like any COO does that everybody's listening to. But yep. look, I mean, Peter, I'm a workaholic. Like I work for you know anybody that watches Daily V, my video blog, or follows me on Snapchat knows that it starts at 6:30 or 7 and it ends at midnight and that's my real life. My big challenge is work-life balance that everybody struggles with and having two young children. My challenge is not running a business that then also on its side hustle is me having a persona that is predicated on me being a businessman. It'd be one thing if the Gary V persona was me being a ballerina or a wine drinker or a Jets fan. All I'm doing is smartly documenting what's actually happening day in and day out. I have an HR meeting, and then I may make a piece of content around how to manage people. 
So all I'm really doing is speaking out loud. I'm whistling while I work. But just to push back one well, time cute. on it. That was cute. I like yeah, that. It's good. You should, you should try writing a song about that. D-Rock, save And ask the Disney guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, when you do stuff like this. Yes. And your audience loves it. Again, yes. I've, I've been on stage with you. People love listening to you. That's yes. the reason I had you on here. Thank you. But those people aren't going to hire VaynerMedia. No, right. but, but but I mean, look, branding works funny, right? So like, look, and there's, I don't do everything. There's a reason I'm on this program. I'm very, very confident that the people that are listening to this, whether there's one, and I know there's a lot more than that, or a drillion, are very high quality. Like if you're listening to Recode, you kind of know what's going on in 2017, right? You, you know what's going on with bots. You know what's going on with, you know, e-com challenges. You are an awesome, smart, intelligent listener. I think so. Good looking. I think so. <laughs> so I, I know the demo. And so to me, no, do I think the 99.9% of the people here are running Fortune 500 companies and are going to hire VaynerMedia? I do not. Do I think that a lot of people listening here may be the influencer to somebody who could hire VaynerMedia or could be a startup founder that I want to invest in or could be a young woman that I want to do business with 17 years from today. Yes, I do. And so I do things because I think brand matters. I don't know why I bought these Nikes, but here's what I can tell you. So shiny. They're shiny, right? Yeah. I can tell you this. I was not cookied on a browser, retargeted to, and then finally gave up and bought them. I bought these Nikes because they beat me, they won the branding game with me, and that's why I buy them. And I think of myself and what I do as smart branding and marketing that leads to business opportunities, whether that is uh, clients for VaynerMedia or the things I plan on doing for the next 50 years of my life, Peter. Let's talk about the ad business, sure. your day job, yes. your real hustle. Yes. It seems like we're in a weird spot right now. Um, you were just speaking uh, in a derogatory way, which I agree with, about about cooking and yes. how inept sort of digital marketing is mostly today. It's sort of, you go on a site, you get hassled forever by that site. Let me say one thing real quick, because yeah. I love the details. I love getting yeah. my hands into this, the practitioner part. I don't think it sucks. I just think it's very transactional. Right? It does some things well. It yes. does some things better than other things. 100%. But it seems like it's not very evolved. Today. I think, and there's also, you hear a lot of like, well, we don't want to do banner ads. There's a lot of like, yeah. there's a lot of overall General dissatisfaction statements. with, not you, but just generally people no. aren't that satisfied with traditional marketing or traditional digital marketing. was spending a lot of time trying to create new ways to sell stuff. Meantime, everyone sort of takes it for granted that traditional media, TV being the biggest and best, is all but dead. Of course, it's going away doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. And there seems like there's a big gap, right? Uh, the audiences have moved online. The ad dollars have not moved online. The ad dollars that are there online, they don't seem to be doing what they should be doing. Am I summing that up somewhat adequately? It scares me how well you have that pegged in a world where I'm baffled by people not realizing that is the com. You just gave a common sense answer. Traditional media is overpriced because it's traditionally overpriced and the eyeballs are shifting. The alternative is most of the stuff that's being bought on digital is programmatic garbage inventory where the creative doesn't even talk to the media buyers and it's completely discombobulated and people are justifying things based on CPM costs but not business results. Yeah, I mean, th- uh, listen, I've grown this business in the last five years on the white space that is- so that, Right, so that gap is an opportunity for you. 100%. But what's the thing that sort of breaks the log jam generally, right? So that's it's good for you. Let's stipulate it's good for you guys. Yes, you I like- play in this space. Yes. I like it. What fixes it? Yeah. Pain. People get smarter when stuff is bad. 
been hearing about that for years. Been okay. hearing this is the year the TV guys it's finally can It's supposed to happen this year. It's, it's not, not even that. But no, no. That world is different. So I'm actually talking digital, like people uh-huh. actually, you know, going out of business startups because they're just doing quant, CAC, customer acquisition, lifetime value, playing that game. Things that hurt long term. Things like Living Social and other platforms where they were investing, over investing on customer acquisition and they weren't winning the LTV game because they were transactional and not building brand, right? Or when Zynga, it shifted to mobile, they couldn't make that math work. If you're 100% reliant on math, you're completely vulnerable. If you're 100% reliant on art, right, and brand, you're vulnerable. And it's always somewhere in between. The year that money shifts is a whole different story. You have enormous amounts of people that are all gonna gather in the south of France next week that have financial vested interest in these monies not shifting. There's a reason a couple days ago that the ANA put out a report of fraud and kickbacks of the media buying agencies and the platforms and media companies of the world because there's a ton of people that are allocating the money that are not doing it in the best interest of their brands. So I don't know when this is going to come out, but we're referencing this this, this report about no, but when, oh. when, when, when this oh, podcast this drops. Out, yes. But you can go look it up. You probably know about it already. There's a report that said, hey, there's fraud in the ad industry. People are, are getting paid to place money that's separate from where the, the, the client's interest, right? Yes. Essentially kick Backs. That's why it's happening. And there's a lot of there's a lot of oh gambling. Who who knew there was gambling in a casino? Reactions. Um, people said, yeah, of course we knew this was happening. This is part of doing business. No, 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 no. You think that you no, think no, this no, is no, significant? No. no, no. Yes, I think this is the big short. Like I think this is the dude with the eye that Christian Beale played. Like this is yeah, we knew it was going on. Take this up a level. Yes, people knew that there was rebates and deals being done. Let's take that way higher. Agencies that are hired by brands are doing things in their best interest, not their clients. That's a breakdown of trust. It's, you asked the question, it's why it's happening. If everybody was incentivized in selling shit, money would be in a very different place. But a lot of people would rather go to the CBS upfront, see Kanye perform, right? Go to New Zealand to shoot the commercial, get a ticket to the red carpet because the Grammys are on CBS this year and decide to give CBS $40 million for television commercials for their car brand because Sally or Rick wanted to go to the fucking Grammys. You don't think Procter & Gamble and a big, large, sophisticated companies with big marketing budgets didn't have an inkling this was going on? I think they had an inkling. I don't think they understood the alternatives and I do actually think they don't care either. How about right. that? So, okay, so no one's actually being harmed. This is like I, I go to these panels on uh, digital ad fraud. That's right. And everyone says, yes, we know that this many impressions are fraudulent, this many visits are, pr- are pro- You know how stupid that conversation is, by the way? Well, it's, it because people are scoring it, based on impressions. But the point is, it's not the, even the, the right buyer proxy. knows it, the seller knows it, you price it in, you move on. Peter, this is why I'm going to make a lot of money. Because, spell it out. Because nobody's incentivized for the actual results and I'm just gonna truck along and build businesses predicated on the white space of people not actually playing. This is why, do you know how many startups are gonna go out of business in the next couple years? Whatever it is, I don't know if it's tomorrow or three years from now, but I definitely know within a decade that this is finally gonna get caught up to the fact that everybody's just building arbitrage machines. There's nobody's, by the way, there's nobody building a startup business anymore. Everybody's creating a startup financial machine. You don't have a startup business, my friend. You have a startup financial machine because from the day you raise your goddamn seed round, everything and everything you do is predicated on raising your A. You try to figure out what Sand Hill Road fucking cares about to give you an A and then you reverse engineer those numbers. You're not building a business. You need realize that you need 80,000 users and you need this kind of this and you're just building that machine 
so that you get a Series A and I cannot wait for the Armageddon that is gonna put out 97% of these fake entrepreneurs, not building businesses, my friend. This is the greatest era of fake businesses ever. I like that uh, before this conversation started, you said, I don't know if I'm gonna get worked up because I usually need an audience. There's, <laughs> there's four people in this room when your veins are popping. How's they're the pop- microphone engineer, they're Sean? They're popping because, because I love this space so Sean much. Okay. <laughs> I love it because I love this space so much yeah. and it's changed so much from 2005, six, seven, and eight. And I'm not the old man walking through the snow. I feel bad. I feel bad for the startup kids that are gonna lose you know, their relationships and reputation. I feel very bad for the people that, like, that look like me. A lot of super angels made money by actually building a business and then we all thought we were so fucking smart and we're gonna write twenty-five and $50,000 checks and we're gonna be, I'm gonna lose so much money in this last six or seven years betting on companies that had no chance because I wasn't able to diagnose early enough that we were creating a culture that every student on earth decided, wait a minute, I'm not gonna get a job coming out of school, I've got an idea. I'm gonna create an number. Um, che- and you wrote them checks. You I sure pretty did. happy about the space. Listen, Peter, I think real quick and I'm, you know, this is probably one of my favorite audiences that I've t- spoken to, uh, just because I have enormous amounts of respect to the readers and people that share content on social around this, this platform. Guys, we're living through a very intriguing time. Most of the companies we all look up to and write about and think about and think are doing well do not make profit. They do not make profit. If there's an economic slowdown, which we saw an indicator of in January and February, but the Chinese plopped up their economy to not let it all trickle down. You already saw in January, February, and March, if you're an angel investor, all of a sudden it's not so easy to get a million dollars on your $4 million idea. There are hundreds of companies right now trying to raise their Series A at the seed valuation. You were investing in 2008, right? Yes, I was. Lehman Brothers, you mentioned the big yes. short. Everyone said, oh, this is gonna be nuclear winter, yes. brutal. Yes. It seems like... Everyone cut their uh, burn by 20%. They laid off 20% of their, their workforce. And they kind of kept going. That was a very different world. What's different? Tumblr's B-Round was $14 million valuation. I invested in Tumblr's B-Round at a $14 million valuation. In 2008. That's right. right. Yeah. The kid that I'm going to walk out to right now because he saw that I came here through Snapchat is going to say, hey, this booger on my finger, it's worth $14 million. Will you give me money? Sounds like maybe that booger's overpriced. But that's your point. So, so there's, my point is that is a whole. Are you kidding? With these inflated valuations and the money in the bank, these entrepreneurs, right, have way too much burn. They're fancy. This is way more 1999, 2000, 2001 than 2008. These, you remember Web 2.0? These companies were valued very low and had significant right. action. Flickr had real users. Delicious had real users, right? These were, it was a very, very, very different time. In 1999, the scary thing was your mom, my mom, right. someone's mom it. was investing right. in this stuff. If you went into a sports bar, CNBC was on the television. It's really hard to explain this to people. That's happening in our little subculture. In our little subculture, there's a conversation. But this, it's is not a, but, this is not the economy. This is not mainstream. Yeah. This is in startup world right now. The startup world's going to get decimated. That's right. The economy will be okay. No, I think the economy needs to do one little tweak of not being okay that will scare everybody. If, face, if the economy tweaks and Facebook goes from being worth... X number of hundreds of billions to half of that, it all trickles down. 
you mentioned Facebook. We yes. were on Facebook Live before yes. we started this. I asked you what's your favorite social platform, assuming you were going to say Snapchat, which I adore. What you said six weeks ago. Yes. Did something shift, or yes. you just give a different a, answer? You no, know, it shifted, which is really fun for me because I'll change my mind tomorrow. I could give you a different answer. Ironically, it's funny you said six weeks, D-Rock. I think this is true. I think it has been six weeks since we've been getting rip hot on these faces. I think literally, no joke. So here's a good number, I could look this up. Six weeks ago, I had 550,000 likes on my Facebook fan page. I have 840,000 right now, as of this recording. That's insane. I've been really hustling for five and a half, six years of Facebook pages to get to 550, and I've almost, almost, you know, 50%, 60% growth in so six weeks. So did you solve a riddle, or I solved did Chris the Cox nope. turn a dial? No, I wish. Change? I wish I had that uh, power of relationship. No, I solved a temporary riddle. In the same way I solved a temporary riddle on Google AdWords when nobody knew what it was and bought a lot of wine terms and built a huge wine business, I solved a temporary riddle, which is, I think that my creative team has figured out how to make videos that are more compelling to share and consume with captioning, with the first five seconds, with the copy that I write, with the way we edit, with the time frame, you know, whether it's 99 seconds, three minutes, five minutes, not just 15 and 10 and seven. I think, you know, I put out good content. You know, I, I know how to get people interested. I've got charisma. But you were doing it for a year, so something you just you just yeah, solved it in the I, last. Six, what is the thing that you captioning think? first five seconds? Real, real hardcore belief in the copy that we're putting out against it. Uh, just you know, just getting tighter, getting smarter. So six weeks ago, Snapchat was your thing. You love that. Everyone loves Snapchat. I'm obsessed Everyone's with it. Throwing money at Snapchat. Um, we've talked before. It seems like Snapchat is the cool club that it not is. everyone can get into. I talked to one of the guys who just put in $1.8 billion, and he said, well, the way it's going to work, the way I'm going to get my money back is Snapchat has to grow 3x for that to work. Do you see that happening? Does and he say 3x in users? Yeah. The answer is yes. If Snapchat grows 3x in users, can't by definition, can it not be the cool club? Isn't it full of people like me? Yes, I think cool is the wrong terminology for it. Okay, so how does it grow 3x and not scare off all the people – that are using it now, that the are the reason way, the advertisers the, are all there. The same way Facebook did. We just watched this movie. So you don't believe... So literally, one, one, literally one the, can, can, can we produce this well? Can we pick up Peter from seven years ago asking the same exact question about if, Facebook? By the way, though, one of the theories of Snapchat is, oh, that's everyone, everyone who's using it are people who used to be on Facebook. They're going there because their parents don't know they're there, because their parents can't figure it out. It wasn't who them. used to. That's where people say it wrong. It's the people that could have that have chosen this instead. Yeah. That's right. That's why Zucks tried to buy for $3 billion because that's yep. a vulnerability to Facebook. It's crazy that he turned that money down, right? That's what happens sometimes. Can you imagine getting a $3 billion offer and saying, nope? I can imagine that Evan was very confident. And guess what? It becomes a hell of a story now because he's on his way to possibly pulling off um, something that a lot of people didn't think he could. You are short on time. What is the? <clears throat> let's give our audience a tip from you. What is the thing you are most excited about in the next six months? That you want to put your money into? You want to put your ad dollars into? I'm excited that Snapchat happened. I'm excited that Musically might happen. I love that even though I'm 40, I you know I don't feel like I'm going to lose touch with 13 year olds and 70 year olds. As long as there are always going to be new things that can capture the world's attention and hit scale because the internet is now at scale, I feel like I get to play. So there's nothing specific over the next six months. It was that I needed something to come along post Facebook and in social media to make me feel like this game would go for a long time and that was called Instagram and Snapchat 
And now there's one that's kind of making some noise called Musical.ly. So I love that this game, I want to be old and crusty and look like Yoda and be like, I told you it was going to be schmooga.booga. You know, and so that's my dream that I get to keep playing this consumer arbitrage of attention. Where does everybody think it is? But I actually know it's over here. I think you have a tip and you just don't want to share it with my gazillions of listeners. I don't have a tip. I think, I think I've been, by the way, this is true and this is consistent to the way I've rolled for the last eight years. I wish I could say it right now so that I could clip it and nine years and be like, I told you, like, I, there's just, you know, I'm looking at Anchor, I'm looking at After School, right? You, down to lunch, you watch all these things. There's nothing, I'm super, you know what's funny? I don't predict. I wait to things that are at scale, sticky scale, not one day in the top of the app store. No, n- nine months. Like, when I was so young. So that's more expensive for you as an investor. A hundred percent. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, the fund that I'm working on right now to close is gonna be more later stage because I've realized I'm better there. Because when I was yelling about Snapchat in 2013, that thing was stuck at number 30 in the app store for a year. And then I was looking deeper and I'm like, wait a minute, this is gonna, this is not plateaued, this is just beginning. That was only a billion dollar valuation then. I'd be sitting very happy with 20Xing my money right now. And way more assured that it was gonna win more so than the hundreds of startups that I invested in on idea and gut feel for the entrepreneur. So that's your new move is, is don't, don't be the very first one on the door. Be the hundredth guy on the door. For now. Yeah. And then I'll play that, win, lose, get bored, and then be like, no, 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 it's all about the early stuff where the entrepreneurs are real. You know, the grass is always greener, right? Yes. But yes, I feel like this is where I wanna be right now as I continue to learn what my strengths are uh, I'm proud that this last six or seven years, a lot of people start a lot of companies, right? A lot of people are very rich on paper right now. I have a funny feeling five years from now when it's all settled, a lot of people will not be as rich and that I built a multi-hundred million dollar business during that decade. I'm going to get rich because I'm going to invest in the Gary Vee energy drink. I love <laughs> low energy Gary Vee. Thanks, Gary Vee, you're awesome. Me. Thank you for coming. Thank you, if you guys like listening to this, you should go listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You're smart. You listen to Gary Vee. You can figure out how to subscribe. While you're there, subscribe to the Kara Swisher Show, Rico Decode. Lauren Good from The Verge has too embarrassed to ask. All we ask is that you subscribe. And if you're feeling extra generous, you should rate us. We'd love it. Recode Replay has all of great conference stuff. Thank you for Digital Media, who makes all this possible. This is Recode Media. I'm Peter Kafka. I will see you next week.